0: You guys, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, you need to. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to Mimesis, a podcast about all the ways that art and life imitate each other. I'm Stacey Rourke. And
1: I'm Sandra Sheriff
0: And we're your hosts on this zany little adventure. And what an adventure the last week has been.
1: Oh my goodness. (laughs) It's been great.
0: Yeah, it's great. That's the kind of great you say, like, you know, through clenched teeth. It's great. It's great. Yeah. So we both had our medical issues this past week. Yep. (laughs) I popped a surgery stitch doing more than I should. And you... My lovely darling,
1: why don't you tell I possib- the night- I possibly fractured my foot.
0: <laughs> possibly.
1: And how possibly. did we do this? I dropped a 10-foot 4x4 post onto my foot, trying to be womanly, and I can do this by myself, and nope. <laughs> I don't need no man. <laughs> I don't need no man. Turns out you
0: might not have needed a man, but you did need another set of hands. <laughs> yes,
1: can you take me to the urgent care now, babe? <laughs> <laughs> so you have black and blue toes. All black and blue toes. The whole top of my foot.
0: Yeah. Awesome.
1: Walking on crutches the last I... few days.
0: Yeah. How's that going with a toddler? I'm sorry. I keep I keep calling your son a toddler. He's not really a toddler. In my head, he's... he forever will be. but
1: He's still technically a toddler, right? Because he's not in school yet. So he's not school <laughs> so... age. He
0: toddles until he goes
1: to school. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> All right. He's only four. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. He'll toddle right up to the, the day he goes into the school. Yep. So is he being yeah. um, understanding about mama having crutches?
1: Oh, yeah. He's been pretty good. Yeah. Like he wants to help and bring me water, but at the same time, he's like, Can you get me water? And I'm like, Nobody. <laughs> you got to get your own water. <laughs> He brings you water
0: and then asks for you to go get him some. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's adorable. I mean, you know how See much this, he drinks. See this, that I He's just... Like a... Yeah, he is. He's, He's a, a fish. fish. <laughs> See this nice gesture I just did for you? Now do it back for me. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I get that. I get that. Yep. Well, um, before we get started in today's episode, which is a doozy... We got a whole nother conversation to happen there. (laughs) I have a small correction to make. A little Um, bitty. A little bit. In our very first episode, in the Jaws episode, I said that the documentary about the making of Jaws was filmed in Martha's Vineyard. No, it was not. No, The movie Jaws was filmed in Martha's Vineyard. Right. And that's where Richard Dreyfuss was getting his uh, his groove on back in the (laughs) 1970s, not years later, as a happily married man talking about a movie he made. So Mr. Holland's opus
1: was very clean. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Mr. Holland's opus is fine. Yep. He's not messing around. He's good. As far as I know. I don't know. He hasn't (laughs) talked to me about any anything he's doing. So I'm just going to assume everything's fine there. Yeah. But I did need to make that correction because I felt pretty bad about it. Uh. Um, We also need to say that we are starting to get submissions in for our creepy slumber party games episode that we want to do. Yes.
1: Yes. Keep them coming, please. Exactly. The creepier, the
0: better. Yes.
1: Um, Facebook us or email us them. And what do you have those links handy? Uh, Facebook (laughs) backslash the Mimesis podcast. Very good. And then the email is podcast at gmail.com. And Instagram? Mame- I'm totally the quizzing Mameses. you right now.
0: <laughs> there you go.
1: Podcast. No. <laughs> it it like, messes me up because we did the one with no the. And the <laughs> only
0: one that is no the is our website. Right.
1: Everything else.
0: com. Yes. Everything else <laughs> is the Mamises po- podcast. But if you, as a as a young person... Or, I don't care, full, <laughs> full grown, I don't care. If you were ever playing a crazy, creepy slumber party game, Bloody Mary, uh, what are some of the others? Weegee uh, board, board, light as a feather, stiff as a board, and something creepy, yeah. scary, funny happened, we want to hear your story. So send it in to us and let us know if we can say your name in a broadcast and we might just share your story if yes. we can get enough tales put together. I compare them to how those same things appear in uh movies, movies. and TV. Yeah. I've seen a few that like the 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 people end up vomiting snakes in the middle of something. Oh, such I have snakes. not
1: seen that and I don't need yeah. to. <laughs>
0: that would be it for me playing games of any kind for the rest of my life. I don't care if it's Twister. If I vomit a snake at any point, I'm like, no, I'm done. I'm not playing <laughs> games you anymore. You hate snakes so much. I do. Deeply, deeply. Yeah. All right. I think that is all we had in the way of business for today.
1: Unless think I'm missing so.
0: something. I don't know. I don't. I don't think I'm missing anything. Okay, so I don't think we've even hinted yet about what this episode is going to be about. I think we did, but I don't remember. (laughs) Well, it was supposed to be a mini episode. Right. (laughs) It was supposed to be a mini episode about the show American Horror Story. I love the show so much. I do too. And then I started researching all the historical elements that have gone into this show. Sandra I have eight pages of notes in front of me oh,
1: yay <laughs> so I feel I, bad with my little half page notes <laughs> <laughs> I went
0: big on this and I learned so much stuff that I had no idea of so much of this blew my mind like there's some there's some things when you watch the show that jump out at you and you're like oh yeah this is yeah a tribute to this like I I got those but there's so much stuff that is deeper in that I completely Ooh. missed. And I can't wait to share it with all of you. I can't Did you go even... like
1: season by season? I did. Yay. I did. <laughs> I did. Okay.
0: I have been working on this for so long. Now, some seasons, as you'll see, <laughs> get a little bit more love than others. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: But. Well, we're not going to mention season six, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, We might get a mention, but it's going to be brief.
1: um like what was your favorite season
0: oh see I knew you were gonna ask me that and Uh that's so hard for me um I think it was probably coven okay I loved yeah. Cup, and you know what?
1: It might just be because Stevie Nicks was in it, that's, and that's exactly what I was gonna say. Was oh, it Stevie Nicks? Because that's who it was for me.
0: The soundtrack and her as uh, the White Witch being yes. there, it was just so beautifully done that I loved that season. But you know, I have a lot of favorites, and once I started researching this, the amount of history that I found that the writers put into this it made me appreciate the show even more
1: because oh, these
0: writers like they went all in and I completely appreciate them doing their research on this it's mind-boggling
1: okay I'm excited to hear it all okay. right my favorite was yes like my absolute favorite mm-hmm. is between two I okay. cannot pick <laughs> it's Murder House and the hotel.
0: Yes. Murder House is the, the one that started it all in hotel yeah. is just it's so beautiful. Pick. It's so yeah. beautiful. And you've got Lady Gaga in hotel and that's before anybody knew that she could act. And right. she
1: came in and like blew the roof off the place. Right. She like I remember just... watching it with my husband and he's like, Oh, Lady Gaga. And by the end he's like, Ooh, Lady Gaga, yes. Yes. <laughs> She was fantastic.
0: Yes. Oh, I love her. Yes. But then again, okay. she's shown herself to be so amazing that, yes, I will consider yeah. myself one of her little monsters. I'm totally fine with that. Oh, for sure. Yes.
1: Okay. Can I meet her, please? Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I have. I don't have the power to to authorize that. But Darn yes, it. sure, absolutely. <laughs> okay. So, are we ready to get started? Yeah. Yep. Okay, so let's dig in with Murder House. Yay. Now, do you remember on Murder House the scene, I think it's in episode two, where the nurses are murdered? Yes. Okay. Um, That, uh, in the episode, two nurses are stabbed and drowned by a random stranger, which then leaves their spirits behind to haunt the house like so many other spirits that are trapped there.
1: Wasn't it like 36 of them? Something
0: like that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that was based on the crimes of Richard Speck, who raped, tortured, and murdered eight nurses in their Chicago dormitory. Okay. A manhunt ensued in search of Speck. He was captured two days later and spent the rest of his life in prison. Unfortunately, that wouldn't be a very long stay in 1991 oh, no. yeah at the age of 49 he suddenly died of a heart attack but yeah, oh so- i thought you were
1: going to say they let him out oh, oh no good. no
0: no no i mean he died <laughs> but he wasn't in there very long i am one of those weirdos that like if he gets conv- if they get arrested and charged with life i want it to be a long torturous life because right. that, that they they deserve it so yeah so that was the first one the the murdered nurses. Now the second one, I'm pretty sure everybody knows, and that's the Black Dahlia that appears mm-hmm. in season one. They showed Elizabeth Short, just as sh- yes, Elizabeth Short, excuse me, just as she was, an actress in the 1940s looking for fame. She was brutally murdered with her body chopped in half and a permanent smile carved across her face. Yeah, played by the. St- Stunning, absolutely stunning. Mina Servari. Oh my gosh, I'm going to say her name wrong. Servari? Is that right? Does that sound Uh, right? I don't know. S U R V A R I? (laughs) Mina Servari? Okay. She visits a dentist by the name of Dr. David Corrin. Unfortunately, she doesn't have the money to pay for his services. So she seduces him to do the work at no cost. Mm-hmm. She thinks she's coming out of this, you know, on the upside. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. Instead, Dr. Corrin decides to put her under with nitrous oxide and rape her. Oh, goodness. But when he takes the mask off, he realizes she dies of an o- overdose. He then drags her body to the basement where the spirit of Charles Montgomery, who was the guy that built the murder house in the first place for his wife claims to be a renowned surgeon and offers to help. Instead, he inflicts the mutilations that identify her as the Black Dahlia, cut in half, the big smile. Um, Not knowing what else to do, the dentist, David Corrin, dumps her body in a vacant lot. Unfortunately, that storyline allows more closure for the real Dahlia than Elizabeth Short herself ever got. Her case is is notorious in Hollywood and remains unsolved. Who drained Elizabeth's body of blood before scrubbing her clean and dumping her body remains a mystery. Um, That said, and I didn't know this at all, in 2013, we got closer to unraveling that mystery than ever before. Retired police sergeant Paul Dosti. Author Steve Hodell and a police dog named Buster investigated the home of Hodell's own father, oh. Dr. George Hill Hodell. Now, Dr. George Hill Hodell has long been a suspect in Elizabeth's murder. After an extensive search of the doctor's home, Buster the dog detected the scent of decomp in several areas of the basement. Oh, wow. Yeah. In addition to this, Steve Hodell offered up a recording of his father saying, quote, Supposing I did kill the black dahlia. They couldn't prove it now. They can't talk to my secretary because she's dead. Oh. Dude, what did-, did his secretary know? <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: There's so what many. What did questions. you do? <laughs> yeah. Why is
0: she dead? Like oh my gosh. He heard his dad say this. And yeah. instead of having loyalty to dad, he's like, no, I need to know what happened here. If he's part of this at all. Yeah. And hearing As your he parents should. say, yeah, you hear your parents say something like that. You're going to be like, um, what now?
1: What? You're crazy? Yeah,
0: yeah exactly. <laughs> Listen, I go in the basement a lot. If there's something buried there, I'd really like you to tell me about it. I'm out. I'm exactly. leaving. <laughs> For sure. So yeah, that was, I had no idea about any of that with, with uh, the Black Dahlia, but I've known. That's one of those cases
1: that I'm very fascinated by just. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think I listened to that one on my favorite murder, like four or five times.
0: And there's, there's a very high likelihood that we'll never know the answer.
1: Oh yeah. I don't see us ever finding that out in our Mm -hmm. lifetimes. No, I would very, be very happy if we could. Yeah, that's but. one of those
0: ones that I think it's gonna die with everybody that was involved in that case in any way. Yeah. yeah. Okay, now this next one is gonna be um, a little bit of a trigger warning for you, my darling Sandra. Yeah. Sandra, I do it every time. <laughs> you do. <laughs> <laughs> and that is uh, Tate Lang- Langdon from season one. Yeah. Um, the mass shooting that he was involved with. Yes. That was in, inspired by the Columbine school massacres. You might remember in that season that he asked one of the students if he believed in God before he shot them. Yeah. That was exactly what was asked of Casey Barnell before she was killed during the Columbine shootings. And honestly, those mm-hmm. crimes happen way too often in our country way, way too often yes every day so we are going to move right past uh murder house and onto to asylum Whew, there was a lot of dark stuff in asylum do you remember that yeah. season
1: oh I remember it was I really liked the season but I did not like how they ended it
0: yeah there was. Yeah, I
1: agree. There was so much build up and then they just aliens. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Really? No. Big drama. No.
0: <gasps> aliens. That's yeah. yeah. That's how that went. Yeah. I agree. I don't think they needed aliens didn't need to be in that season either. No. If without that it would have been a masterpiece, but I did not agree with the yeah. alien
1: part. I actually watched it with my friend Nicole. And hi Nicole, we love you. <laughs> She was so excited because she makes fun of me. I liked Maroon 5. She does not like him. And she was like, this is the best season ever because they kill Adam Levine in the first five seconds. (laughs) (laughs) They did. In a very Uh gruesome way, too.
0: Uh (laughs) Okay, well, in that season, you probably remember Dr. Arden.
1: Yes, played yeah. by
0: Evans, right? No, not Evan Peters. Evan Peters was,
1: um he was one of the... Oh, yeah, he was one of the patients.
0: Yes. Dr. Arden was the monstrous character that had ties with the Nazis. That's right. Yes. He was based on SS officer Joseph Mengele, who was a physician at Auschwitz. Off switch, I'm really sorry if I'm pronouncing that it's it's a it's a German name and I'm pretty sure I'm pronouncing it wrong, but I'm doing my best. So, there he performed gruesome experiments on his so-called patients. Yep. He he was incredibly partial to experimenting on children. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Who were put into pressure chambers, tested with drugs, castrated and frozen.
1: Wasn't, Wasn't it mentioned- like twins? Oh like he was really fascinated by twins. He was
0: very fascinated with twins. Um, but even before we get to his fascination fascination with twins, uh we need to give his his murder count because he okayed the death, he ordered the death of over four hundred thousand people. Holy crap. Yeah,
1: that's like that's genocide. Just-
0: it it absolutely is there's no other word for it and like you said he was fascinated by twins his favorite thing to do was to use chloroform to kill them and then dissect them piece by piece Ugh. to see if every part of them was identical
1: Ugh. yeah that's terrible it's
0: disgusting um y- there's no way we can read all the names of his victims Four hundred thousand is no. just too many but i can all i can say about this guy is i sincerely hope he's roasting on a spit in hell that's that's oh, yeah. that's really all i can say about him he's yeah. disgusting now to my surprise and i don't know if you knew this the character of lana winters was also based on a real person really yes She was the reporter, remember, who ended up in the asylum? She was based on a woman named Nellie Bly, who feigned a mental illness to gain admission to a mental facility and exposed the cruel and unethical treatment of patients in there. Wow. Her hands-on approach is believed to be the beginning of what we know today to be investigative journalism. Okay. Okay. So good for her. I'm not sure I would sacrifice, make the sacrifice to go into an insane asylum for my, (laughs) for a story. No.
1: No. I watch too many movies about what they used to do. (laughs) I'm good. Uh, I need to be sure I can get out before I agree to go in. That's right. Yeah. And I now, don't want them to pretend that I have something and then they won't ever let me out.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That would be my fear is okay, yeah. I need to know for sure that I can get out once I go in here. Right. Like I need a string tied around my ankle that if I tug at it, somebody's going to come rushing in and save me. Otherwise, yeah. I'm not going in. No. Now, you probably remember Dr. Thredson was the psychotic killer from that season. He yeah. was. Played by the same actor that plays Dr. Spock in the <laughs> new Star Trek movies. What's his name? Zachary. Oh, my gosh. What is it? Zachary. It starts with a Q. Go ahead. Go ahead. Google it. I'll tap dance and wait for you to do
1: that. Zachary. Zachary... What is that? Quinto. There you
0: go. Quinto, yes. He played this part beautifully and he was also in murder house as the couple that um the gay couple yeah the couple that they have the big leather
1: suit yeah yes
0: yeah yes they i
1: feel like they portrayed oh my goodness what is his name neil patrick harris yes because they did the whole halloween thing Mm -hmm. like they do the halloween right yeah
0: (laughs) go yes um, Neil Patrick Harris and his husband
1: and their two kids and yes. they Halloween,
0: they Halloween. Right. And it's amazing. Yes, And
1: that's where I feel like that they, they kind of took that with that couple in murder house and like made them be like the, the Halloween and all, all Halloween.
0: Except they had a miserable marriage and Neil and his husband seem to have a very nice yes. marriage. So let's yes. hope, <laughs> let's hope it continues that way. They're a beautiful family. Okay. Well, uh, this serial killer, as portrayed in uh, Asylum, decorated his home with the skin and bones of his victims. The idea for this character was based off killer Ed Gein, who skinned and dismembered all of his victims. Ugh. This dude was so gnarly. He was the inspiration behind Psycho, Texas Chainsaw Massacre,
1: and wow. The Silence of the Lambs. Wow. Wow. Like it sounded like Texas Chainsaw, but I did not know the other two.
0: Well, the reason for the psycho tie-in is that when police stormed his home and they found... They, they, they searched his home because there was a woman missing. They found lampshades made of human faces and chairs upholstered with skin, a.k.a. Aww. um, uh Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs. But upon questioning him... Uh, he told police that all of this was an effort to resurrect his mother, who had been dead for year, years. So, like, there was your tie into Psycho.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How frickin' nuts do you have to be to inspire three horror movies,
1: horror movies <laughs> with your actions?
0: <laughs>
1: wow. Crazy nuts.
0: Yeah, you have to be a very high level of crazy. To inspire that many movies, and I don't, I don't think that's something you should shoot for.
1: <laughs> no, no,
0: that's a goal no one should have. All right, so we've got through two seasons. Now we're onto my personal favorite, Coven. This season we met Madame Lalaurie, who was played by Kathy Bates. Yes. And everybody freaking hated her, but they were supposed to. Yes. Yes. But it was based off a true thing. Exactly. Exactly. Madame LaLaurie was a New Orleans socialite who tortured and murdered all those enslaved to her in the early Mm -hmm. 1800s. In 1834, a fire broke out in the French Quarter where she lived. Neighbors rushed outside to offer aid and were shocked to see only the Lowry outside by herself. Do you know why? She killed everybody. (laughs) No, no, no. A mansion that size without the presence of slaves was a shocking affair. So all of the locals that were there took it upon themselves to venture inside of her residence, thinking that, well, surely her, her staff must be trapped in the flames. What they found in there was far more gruesome than them just being stuck inside. Oh, no. Yeah. In the attic, they found slaves that were in various stages of torture. Eyes gouged out, skin flayed, mouths filled with excrement and sewn shut. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. When what ha- she had been doing was discovered, an outraged mob came after her. She escaped to France with her family and lived in exile there until her death, never having truly paid for her crimes. Ugh. Isn't that horrible? That's absolutely horrible. Like, it makes you like the TV version better because at least there she got a little bit of karma. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just go with that. Let's just pretend that's what happened. It's fine. We saw it on TV. We can pretend. There's people every day that pretend what happened on TV is real.
1: (laughs) Every damn day.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. But where there's the, uh, where there's the Lowry, there is also the voodoo queen, Marie Laveau. Oh,
1: I loved her. (laughs) Angela
0: Bassett is a queen. Oh, my gosh. To look like her at that age, she's just Mm -hmm. gorgeous. Well, the real Marie was every bit the strong, caring black woman as they portrayed her on the show. Between the years 1820 and 1860, she was a prominent voodoo queen at that time. This was during the age of segregation, and the white community saw what she was doing as an act of the occult. The Black community, however, viewed her as a knowledgeable healer and an herbalist. For decades, she performed spiritual ceremonies of faith and healing every Sunday in the Congo Square, which is one of the few places uh, that people of color were allowed to gather in the oppressed city. Laveau's mother was a freed slave, while her father, get this, was a multiracial businessman who bought and sold real estate and slaves. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I have to believe that caused a whole lot of resentment in the family.
1: Like, Oh, probably, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, He's... not even a little, a lot.
0: Yeah. There had to be some animosity there. Well, Laveau did much more with her life than lead voodoo ceremonies. Unlike Madame LaLaurie, she did things to benefit her community, such as caring for yellow fever patients, posting bail for women of color, and visiting condemned prisoners to pray with them in their final hours. She died June fifteenth, 1881, after which her life was celebrated in newspapers far beyond the reaches of New Orleans. I love that. Yes. I love that she was celebrated while... Lilari had to hide and exile in some little dinky town somewhere. Yeah. I like to pretend it's a dinky town. I'm sure she was not (laughs) suffering for money, but I'm going to pretend that she was. Yeah. Now, the next name on the list, some people that have read any of my books, this one might be a little familiar. Mm Mm-hmm. Papa Legba is based on a true person of legend. In voodoo culture, he is the intermediary between the living and the dead, just like he was on the show. He was a very powerful figure, to be sure. And he's also a main character in a certain series that I wrote.
1: <laughs> I actually just put that connection together today.
0: <laughs> you were today years old when you figured that I was out? today years old when I
1: figured that out. And... By the way, you have to go read Stacy's book. It's called The Corpse Queen, the Death Digger series. There's four books out in that series now. Three There's in three the-
0: right now. Number four will be out Monday. Um, Monday. May 10th. Monsters and yes. Mayhem is the 10th one coming out. Yes. I'm so excited about that one. Yes. I Papa Legba wait. is not in that one. But um, something we've mentioned in this episode, we mentioned Psycho a little bit. And there are tie-ins to that storyline a little bit. Yeah. So if you like haunted hotels, this next (laughs) chapter is going to be right up your alley.
1: I've read all three of them and absolutely 100% amazing.
0: Thank you. Go get them. And I didn't even (laughs) have to pay her to say that.
1: No, you didn't.
0: (laughs) Wait, you know you're not getting paid to say that, right?
1: I know. <laughs> I told you, you're like, wait, Seriously? What? I'm not? <laughs> you're, this is where people are going to find out that you watch a lot of shows and movies and write all your books. I read a lot of books, yeah. and you are literally one of my favorite authors.
0: Aw, thank you. Like, I
1: tell you that all the time. And I know. I appreciate like, it. I really mean it. <laughs> <laughs> you're so cute.
0: And I love you. So, you know, that works well.
1: I, I well love for you us. too.
0: <laughs> okay. Enough of us blubbering. Where were we? I even put here in my notes shameless self promotion aside, <laughs> let's get back.
1: <laughs> back to Leba.
0: I knew That's we were going to we get off, off the rails there. Actually, the next one up is the Axeman. Do you remember the Axeman? X-Man. X-Man? No. Oh, he was. um. The Supremes, Lava, he played the saxophone. I don't remember that. You don't remember the Axe Man? They were so no. hot together. Hmm. Anyways, you need to go back and rewatch this because he I was- I I do. You do. He was quite the groovy killer. He was a musician and proven killer who targeted New Orleans between 1918 and 1919. He broke into homes in the dead of night and attacked the family with an axe. While these attacks were vicious, there were a few lucky members like lucky victims who were wounded and not killed. All the others met a grisly fate. Much like on the show, he wrote a letter to the local newspaper and threatened to kill everyone on a specific night who didn't have jazz music playing from their house. <laughs> Everyone. Everyone. Either play jazz music or I'm bursting into your house and killing you. Now, I don't know about you, but like that's a party or die mentality that 21-year-old me would have completely gotten behind. At this age I currently am, I would have like earplugs in and (laughs) like an eye mask on. (laughs) and Listen, I will turn the music on, but I need to be asleep by a reasonable hour.
1: Right. (laughs)
0: But yeah, so the the man was absolutely real. He was a real That's person. That's crazy. And you need to go back and watch that season so you know who I'm talking about.
1: I do. Like I remember certain episodes of it.
0: Did but, you ever, like? I
1: don't. Did you, you ever watch that one?
0: Um, have you watched any of Yellowstone?
1: No, <laughs> Okay. I well, know the guy I'm that played you, the Axeman like... was
0: on the Yellowstone too, but <laughs>
1: yeah. You and somebody else told me recently that we needed to watch that. But I feel this is where I need to stop. My husband's like, oh, you need to wait for me so we can watch these together. I need to just be like, no, I'm going to watch it by myself. Because I end up waiting and waiting and waiting. And then we never watch it. Okay. Well, just (laughs) get
0: better at faking it. (laughs) You don't have to tell him that you watched it. You just. You know, I
1: cannot lie. Like, my favorite. I'm telling you to lie. I'm telling you to fake it. That sounds terrible.
0: No, 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 no. I'm saying if you're this far into your marriage and you've never had to fake anything, I feel the need to high five you. However, when it comes to viewing programs, And, what you know, being able to watch them with him later, just learn how to fake it. (laughs) Fake your enthusiasm. Just gasps.
1: Clutch your pearls.
0: Gasp. That's all you have to do. It's fine. And the next time I see your husband, I'm going to high five him because good for him that you don't know how to fake anything. I don't. (laughs) All right. Now let's move on to freak show. There's so much to cover in this particular season. Oh, my gosh. The show scared me. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of creepy stuff in there. And probably the number one thing that I'm going to lead with, I'm guessing, was one of the things that scared you the most. And that's Mm -hmm. Twisty the Clown.
1: Yep. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I had, I don't know if you remember, but when we moved to Michigan, I had a little toy porcelain clown that I loved. And then, like, the minute that we moved into our new house it was like i hated it and i was terrified and like i made it stay in my mom's room which was on the entirely opposite <laughs> side of the house i was like no i never want to say that thing again <gasps> i'm pretty
0: sure this thing's going to come alive at night and kill uh-huh. me here mom hold it <laughs> yeah
1: it was like stuffed but it had like the glass head the glass feet the glass hands and it just i felt like it turned its head all the oh, way around oh, no yeah. that's what yeah. was
0: like, nope <laughs> Yeah, I don't blame you. That's scary as all crap. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't think it's much of a surprise to learn that Twisty the Clown was based on John Wayne Gacy, who dressed as Pogo the fucking murder clown. (laughs) (laughs) clowns. Yeah, this sicko raped and murdered at least 33 young men in Cook Cook County, Illinois. and. Uh. Yeah, was the inspiration for Twisty. Gacy then buried his victims' bodies in the crawlspace under his house. Some killers keep trinkets, like the weirdo we talked about in the Lovely Bones.
1: Yeah,
0: not Gacy. He keep he kept the whole damn he corpse. Kept the bones. <laughs> he kept the whole damn corpse buried uh. in his crawlspace. Well, while Twisty went on to have a sad backstory that redeemed his character, uh, Gacy did not. He was foul through and through, and he was put to death by lethal injection in 1994. And cyanar to him, good riddance. Yeah, you, you creep. Now, I don't know. Do you have? Do you have a favorite Evans Peter? Evan Peters' character from Amer- any of the American Horror Story seasons?
1: I really like him
0: a lot. <laughs> He's so talented.
1: Like. When I first watched Murder House, I was like, oh, I like him in Murder House. Didn't care for him too much in Asylum. Yeah. Can't remember if he was in Coven. I remember he had to take a break at one point.
0: Um, In Coven was the one where he was in the bus that flipped. And they pieced him back together with all the best parts of all the men that were, of all the frat boys were on that bus.
1: Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And
0: then he was jimmy darling
1: in freak show that's right he He lived in the lobster hands yeah (laughs) and then hotel he was um the uh, hotel owner yeah he was the crazy guy uh yeah i don't know i just like him and everything he like has a wide range of things that he can do yeah well in freak show Jimmy Darling was kind of
0: the heartthrob of that season. Yes. Well, he was based on a real character. And the real, uh, the real, like uh, a real person, a real person whose name was Grady Stiller Jr. And Grady had a far different life. He was by no means the heartthrob. Okay. He was born with a congenital disorder that gave him claw-like hands. And he was part of the circus, just like Jimmy Darling was. And okay. he had a drinking problem, which I think they kind of showed with Jimmy Darling yeah. during that season. But that's where the similarities end. Stiller was a serial abuser who went on to murder his daughter's fiancé in a mad oh, wow. fit of rage. Yeah. So he was not a good, good guy. He, he was no. not the, the steamy love interest at all there. Now, if you've seen Freak Show or Asylum, you probably remember the sweet character of Pepper. Do you remember Pepper? Yes. Yes. Pepper was based on Simon Metz, who took the name Schlitzel Surtees, who worked as a sideshow performer in the early 1900s. Schlitz, excuse me, it's, it was Schlitz. I don't know how the heck I performed it the first time. Or said it the first time. <laughs> Schlitzel? Schlitz. Had a neurodevelopmental disorder that caused an unusually small brain and skull. He had the mental capacity of a four year old, but was viewed as a ray of sunshine to everyone around him. During performances, he was mostly billed as female because he was usually wearing a dress. This was because of his incontinence. That type of clothing made cleaning and care easier. So they just went along with it, billed yeah. him as a her. Schlitz had small parts in a couple of films, even, alongside the one and only Bella Lugosi, the original freaking Dracula. How cool is that? Wow. Not to mention touring with some of the biggest named circuses like Ringley and Barnum & Bailey. Schlitz was under the loving care of, chimpanzee, of a chimpanzee trainer named George Surtees. Unfortunately, in the early 1960s, George died and his daughter became Schlitz's legal guardian. I don't know her name, so I'm just going to call her this bitch because... Oh, yeah. Outrageous. That's the title already she see earned. I where this is going. This bitch didn't want to deal with Schlitz, and I'm sorry if I'm saying the name wrong. I'm doing my best here. Um, so she had him committed to Los Angeles County Hospital. Remember in the show yeah. how Pepper got yeah. committed to the asylum by her sister? Well, yeah. there you go. It was just like that. Unlike poor Pepper, Schlitz was spotted there by Sword Swallower Bill Unks. He was an inter- he was entertaining at the hospital when he found a very depressed Schlitz there, who was really heartbroken about being away from the circus and his friends and everybody
1: as you would be as anybody would be yeah taken away from your like home that you've grown up with exactly
0: um so thankfully upon unks researching this and doing some legwork on it the hospital made his employer sam court's schlitz's legal guardian and he was discharged from the hospital he returned to to the sideshow and never really retired he was moved into apartment in an apartment near macarthur park in downtown los angeles in his golden years and this is so freaking adorable i love this he would spend his days feeding ducks in the park and performing for people as they passed He died peacefully in 1971 at the age of 71.
1: Aw. How
0: sweet is that?
1: That's really sweet.
0: I love that so much. Okay, well, that one was sweet. The next one
1: is not going to be a sweet. The next one? It's
0: not going to be a sweet.
1: Of course not. Uh, they all can be. No.
0: Now, you probably, <laughs> if you watched Freak Show, you probably remember uh, Dot and Bet, the conjoined yes. twins. Yes. Yep. They were based on conjoined twins Violet and Daisy, who were connected at the pelvis. They were born in the 1920s, and their the exploitation of them started immediately
1: after Oh, birth. I can just assume.
0: Yeah. Their unwed mother didn't have the financial means to accommodate for their special needs, so uh, she sold them to her... Sold them? Yeah, she sold them to her boss, Ugh. Mary Hilton. Yeah, because that's what you do when you can't handle something, right? You just sell your, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, Mary was not good to the twins. She was strict and abusive. She viewed them as little more than a meal ticket. And from a very, very young age, age they were trained to sing and dance. By the time they were three, they found success on the stage for good reason. They were adorable with their sweet little blonde curls and Violet could play the piano and Daisy, the violin. They were adorable. They toured Germany, Australia, and the United States to record sized crowds. But here's the sad part. While they brought in loads of money, they never saw a penny of it.
1: That's terrible.
0: Yeah. Mary kept every penny to herself. Escape could have come when Mary died, but it didn't. Mary left guardianship of Violet and Daisy to her daughter Edith and Edith's husband.
1: Even though that these girls must have been of yeah, age were... at this point.
0: Yeah. Um, unfortunately, Edith was even worse than her mother. She Ugh. controlled every second of every day for the twins. And as their reputation grew, Edith was able to get them into the vaudeville circuits where they met legendary performers like Bob Hope and Harry Houdini. Their popularity was at its ultimate peak. Wow. And then scandal struck. Their agent's name was William Oliver, and his wife accused him of having improper relations with the twins. She filed for divorce after finding a por- postcard from Violet and Daisy sent to William that was signed with love. In turn, she sued the twins for $250,000. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This seems and she like won, right? Oh, oh wait. Wait, wait. Don't jump ahead. Ugh. This seems like a horrible thing. Instead, it ended up being the key to their freedom. Meeting oh, with their lawyer, they confided in him about the abuse and the captivity that they had suffered their entire lives. Not only did their lawyer take their case, he took them into protective custody. Oh, good. In April 1931, Judge W.W. W. McCroy awarded the twins a large sum of money and granted them their freedom. Yeah. Uh at this point, they were twenty-one years old and had basically spent every day of their life imprisoned.
1: Ugh. Well, That's they just broke terrible.
0: it is. It's it's a nightmare. They broke away from all those that wanted to use them and control them. And I truly wish I could say that they lived happily ever after. Sadly, I cannot. No. <laughs> no. Uh, They went back to performing after this and even managed doing a show alongside Charlie Chaplin, which is awesome. Yeah. This time, the money they were making was their own. But these are two people that never had experience handling their own finances.
1: Right. They weren't taught anything. No. So they're living a... Make money for us.
0: Exactly. So they're living a big, extravagant lifestyle, not realizing the bills still have to be paid and everything that goes along with it. And for a while there, their public lives became very messy. They had public affairs, legal problems, marriages just for publicity. It was just a big (laughs) old mess. Their final film, Charmed for Life, bombed. Add to that a failed food food franchise that they tried for, and they were completely broke. They ended up bagging groceries at a store in Charlotte to get by. On January 6th, 1969, they were found dead in their home after failing to show up for work. One small silver lining? In 1997, a Broadway play, Loosely based on their lives debuted and it went on to receive four Tony nominations. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's sweet. And that's, I mean, it's some upside, but it's sad that they never got to see that. They never got to see, they were appreciated. Okay. Now I think we have time for one more and then I think we're going to cut for the next episode because i still got lots more and we're we're closing in here on almost an hour (laughs) yeah okay now this one this one freaked me out because i had no idea that this was real
1: is this still from freak show
0: yes okay do you remember the dark and ominous character from freak show edward mordrake that had the face on the back of his head yes you say that like you're not
1: convinced i don't remember names but <laughs> okay you
0: remember a character that had a face on the back yes. of his head
1: yeah that's based on a real
0: person huh. that actually did have that really yes that's his name be. yeah his name <laughs> really was edward mordrake uh And he was written about in medical books of oddities because he was born with a second face on the back of his head. Okay. And this second face seemed to have a sinister nature. Whenever Edward would cry, the second face would smile and sneer.
1: (sighs) That's creepy.
0: That's so freaking scary. Mordrake felt like his entire life was plagued by what he called his devil twin. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And this this (laughs) devil twin would keep him up at night whispering things which Edward would only describe as things spoken in hell.
1: What What was it saying? Yeah, I know. (laughs) What were the words that were coming out of your mouth?
0: (laughs) Exactly. Oh, yeah, I'm not sure what that means, but I think it's safe to rule out it's like unicorns and kitty cats. He's not talking about that, it's nasty. (laughs) Oh, well, eventually, Edward was driven mad, and at the age of 23, he took his own life, but he left a note behind ordering that the evil face be destroyed after his death because, quote, lest it continue its dreadful whisperings in my grave. He was oh so gosh. scared that this thing was going to keep talking after he died. He, he wanted he it was going to be
1: haunted forever.
0: freaking creepy is that?
1: That's really creepy.
0: And to know that that's real. Like this. this wasn't writers in the room coming up with something this was like no. a real story
1: Whoa. that's so crazy
0: that's so crazy yeah
1: so like, that's now if Go he ahead. was born now maybe they would have a surgery to be able to like we're gonna just chop this off but yeah yet, i don't know
0: <laughs> how would that work though because it's like it's back here it's on the back of your head and it's got like yeah. its own ability to speak right but could it really talk or was it in his mind these are
1: the things that right was it just there i don't like because you know like twins that eat each other in the womb (laughs)
0: yes
1: (laughs) we had that long conversation Mm -hmm. um (laughs) but like there's things that they can have extra
0: extra sets of
1: teeth Yeah. yeah it's called vanishing twin syndrome and they can have extra teeth, they can have extra organs, they can have extra hands. Like, if it's not completely absorbed by the baby or by the mom. And nope. that's, it's so crazy. Maybe that's like, his
0: twin's head is on the back of his skull. Like, he
1: was trying to absorb it and it
0: just didn't completely absorb. And now he's got this devil head on the other side. Oh man. <sighs> And it drove him crazy at 23. He was just like, all right, you've got to shut up. We're going to handle this one way or another.
1: Yeah. That sucks that he was pushed to that.
0: Yeah. I mean, in in today's day and age, you like to think that something would have been able to be done to help him. But back then, it was, you know, you're kind of on your own.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. So we are only up to what? Season
1: Four? four? Three. Four. <laughs> Four. Okay, we're. We well, yeah. still have six to go. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, this is definitely going to be a two parter.
0: Exactly. And, um, if I don't know, do, do you have time this week? We could do another episode.
1: Yeah. All
0: right, cool. Let's we get it done. It out. <laughs> I've got it all ready and we can knock it out and, yeah, not make these people wait an
1: extra long time. Yeah. We don't want to make our listeners wait.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, that's all we got for tonight. I'm pretty excited yeah. to dig back in soon.
1: Yeah. Do you have your, your quote today? I don't. I oh, I saw no. a bunch.
0: Wait, hold on. Create a diversion. I'm going to find one. Uh, Just a minute. La,
1: la, 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 la. That is
0: the worst way to create a diversion. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> okay. So my quote for today is coming directly mm. from an episode of American Horror Story, and it oh. is Whenever you look evil in the face, evil is looking right back at you. Oh, that's scary as all
1: crap. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> that makes you like think. Yeah. But then it makes me think, is the evil like looking me in the face because it's on the back of my head?
0: How can it look on, look you in the face if it's on the back of your head? Like you're in the mirror. I don't know. <laughs> Girl, where are you putting the mirror? <laughs> i was just thinking of like how many people you look in the face and you don't know they're evil
1: oh i didn't see i didn't think of that you were still in the back looking of your head I was. <laughs> I was
0: all right listen when this episode's over we're going to talk about how the crap you hold your mirror when you're looking at <laughs>
1: it you know right back here so i can see the back to of my be hair
0: behind your head <laughs> all right that's all we have for Mamisa this time we will see you soon until see next soon. time Bye.
1: Bye.